What's up, guys? It's Kevin Clem doing another intro to the Shetler Show. Uh, this week we talked with Stephen Callis. Um, he had a pretty crazy life. We got to discuss his rough upbringing, growing up in Brooklyn, uh, serving time in prison, um, drugs, getting a photo with Monica Lewinsky and selling the photo to a magazine. Um, we also talked about stealing the blue van and driving it to Palace Skate Park when he was only 15 years old. Um, and then we also talked about getting his life on a positive route and how skateboarding kind of just helped him cope with everything he was, he had to deal with in life. Um, yeah, Steven was super rad dude. It was a pleasure to have him on the show. Uh, this episode is real heavy, so I think you guys will like it a lot. Um, just a couple things to mention before we start the episode, uh, is the All I Need Fall Brawl. That contest is going to be at the Edge Indoor Skate Park on Saturday, September 8th, 2018. There's three jam format divisions, 14 and under, 15 and over, and a ladies jam. Uh, so yeah, if you live in the area, be sure to just come down and check it out. It's going to be a real fun weekend. Um, also, be sure to check out our social media. We got Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, at All I Need Skate, on all three of those platforms. Uh, we post a ton of content of products and just us skating, a bunch of different stuff like that. Uh, the best way to support The Shetler Show is to subscribe, comment, and rate us on iTunes. We got a link to that in the description. And then, for shops who want to carry and support All I Need, our products can be found through Eastern Skate Supply. With that, that link is also in the description. And then finally, just be sure to check out AllIneedSkate.com. Alright guys, enjoy the episode. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognized real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. All right, you ready, bub? Yes, sir. All right, so I wanted to start this off with just like, what was it? What was it like growing up? Where you, you know, when you're like from elementary and middle school, like for you, your, what was your household like? What was your family like? Like, give me the beginnings of your story. The beginnings of my story is coming out of my mother's womb. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh. Her and my father were drug addicts, so I ended up getting taken away from the ho- from the hospital to to foster care. So uh, I, I don't know where it was or nothing because I was a little baby or whatever. But during those years, they used to come visit me here and there, and I'd be in different ones. Uh, when I was about six, 
I remember going to rehab and visiting her in Manhattan and her telling me, I'm going to get you back. I'm going to get sober, you know. And so finally she got sober and, I, and I, I got to live with her for two years of my life, two years of her remaining life. And she died in 1985 of uh, that AIDS that just came out, you know, HIV. Yeah. And it, back then they didn't know what it was. So I, like, while she was in the hospital for a whole year, uh, as I recall, uh, I only got to see her one time. They wouldn't let me in the room with her because I was underage. And so they just, like, like let me see her one time. But they put. I remember wearing a mask, and, and, and I remember them saying that she might not remember you. She, you know, like, she lost her memory and all that. But as soon as I walked in the door... I seen her and, and tears started coming down her eyes and it was like, wow, she put her hand out for me and it was like, it's, it was just crazy feeling, man. Like, That sounds heavy. Yeah, it was heavy, man. Like, you know, it was heavy. And then after that, like, she passed. Uh, I was in a boys club, boys and girls club, whatever. I was taking boxing classes. I was just playing basketball, doing all this stuff in Pitt Street. Uh, Lower East Side Boys and Girls Club. And so my grandfather and my mother's husband at the time came to see me, right? Came to pick me up or whatever. And and then I, I was like, they said, oh, your mother's deceased. I was so little that I didn't even know what deceased meant. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and then they called me and forget about it. It's like, this is so crazy. That'll fuck, that'll fuck up your developmental years, huh? Bro, that's it, like, it just destroyed me, like, I was already destroyed from being away from them, and nobody coming to rescue me, like, not my, not my grandmother, not my aunts, not my uncle, nobody came to rescue me when I was in the foster care, like, why not, like, what the fuck is all that about? What do you think, what do you think your family, what do you think your mom's issues were, like, what was she oh, running yeah. from? You there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here. If that's somebody that's going to the store, I want to give them money. Do your thing. Do your oh. thing. My show's wild, dude. You can do that. Okay, yeah. I like yeah, that. Well, I'm, gonna give, I'm about to give my boy Jay Suno some money. So he, Jay, know, dude, I thought I was going to... You know, shout out Jay Suno, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Jay's the man. Tell, tell him I was going to meet up with him. I was I was trying to meet up with him, but uh didn't happen. But hopefully soon, dude, we can hang out. Hey, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah, that'd be sick. Dude. I was super excited. I like want to do that show because you were there, and I was that was what got me super sparked. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Just uh, some politics, and it's all good. You have to come politics on the show. You have to come on the show on your own time on my show. Hey, we'll talk about that in the show. Hell yeah! Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and so uh, where was I? I was saying, I was asking, what do you think was wrong with your mom? Like, what happened to her? Because, like, that shit's not, like... Like, my mom dealt with substance abuse issues, but it stemmed from pain in her heart and things that happened to her that she couldn't get over, you know? I don't know, man. I, don't, I honestly don't know what it was. And, and I, 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 I had, my grandmother was a Jehovah Witness, right? And so she didn't want to hurt me by telling me the truth of things, matters, so... You know, I don't know what kind of what she made up stuff or whatever. I don't know what she did, but I just, like, never knew why. Like, I just never knew. And and I was too little to comprehend anything and, and too young 
it's just weird. Yeah, you know it, sucks. it fucks you and up. Everybody else died after that, so I was like, I never got the truth, like, from nobody. Me and my brother was, like, separated, and, you know, he, he we have the same mother, but different fathers. And my father ended up having a kid, so we have, I have another brother, but we're like, it's like, it's like my family abandoned me, so we have, we all have abandonment issues, and we all abandon other people. Like, we have got, we, we learn to do that to others. So we abandon, we, we have been, you know, we abandon each other. Like, I talk, I try to reach out to them here and there, you know, like, what's up, what's up, but. You know, it's, they reach out too. He, they, my brothers barely reach out, but you know, whatever. It's yeah, just, it's, it's just that's how we were raised to to be like that. It's just tough and weird, like so. Yeah, yeah. like my like well. A family is just a story, you know? It's a story you tell each other, and everyone plays their role. Like, someone's a grandfather, a father, a son, a daughter, a mother, you know? And when that shit gets broken, it's like a hard thing to piece together. It's almost like every Bro. piece for themselves, you know? Like... Yeah, you're not lying. It's just like... Because it's about survival, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, so it's just... It's, yeah, I guess we're put on this earth to try to survive. It's even hard surviving. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, you know, if we get through it. The best way we can. Yeah. I've been trying to work on, like, being the best version of myself so I could, like, so I'm not a problem. That's always my thing is, like, I don't want to be a burden. So if I just work hard and, like, maybe I could not be a problem and I could help others eventually, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on the same path. Well, well, let's, uh, let's move around a little bit. How, how does skateboarding come into the story? Skateboarding came into the story, well, uh, after my mother died, uh, I started living with my grandmother. She was like, you know, she took me in or whatever. And so my brother was there too, my older brother. And so we was on uh, Fifth Avenue in New York, in Brooklyn. And uh, I, I would skate with Howie Glover. And anyway, so we we was walking on Fifth Avenue and I seen that kid on a skateboard. I was like, yo, damn, looks fun. Like, you know, and I just... Uh, and my brother was like, come on, come my brother, try it. And so I was trying it. And he must have seen the expression on my face of happiness and joy. And so he was like, he was like, oh, that's sick. That's sick. You know, that's dope. And the kid was like, all right, I got to go. I got to go. And my brother was like, all right, you can leave. You can leave. And he was like, no, my skateboard. Where about my skateboard? And my brother, since he was older, he was like, nah, you can just keep going. Don't worry about your skateboard. It's my brother's now. Oh, man. Robbed the kid. <laughs> skateboard. And I, that ended up being my first skateboard. That happens. That happens. <laughs> and, and we ended up seeing that kid again, you know, and uh, and my brother just forced me to fight him and shit. And so it was like, like, like I had the kid on the floor. And I didn't want to fight the kid, you know what I'm saying? I, I ended up having the kid on the floor. I'm like fucking seven years old, probably eight years old. Nice. I ended up having the kid on the floor, and my brother got on, like, like got above me while I'm on the kid on the floor. With the kid's on the floor laying on his fucking and and starts pushing my hands to his face. Like, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, I'm a fucking puppet master, like puppet. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's some fucking fucked up shit. That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> this motherfucking dysfunctional motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Been there, man. Definitely not that version, but been to a version like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skating helps wow. with that, though. Like, I remember I'd have those, like, pent-up aggression feelings and, like, where you're just fucking angry and depressed and you just, like, want to break something. Like, skating helped me. Yeah, but help I didn't want to do shit to this kid. No, and no, hell no. What? They, they, it was in a park, Sunset Park. 
and it was like a ditch in the park, like a, like I they were doing construction. Like, I don't know, it was like a hole, like fucking they dug out a hole, and the motherfucker made me push the dude inside the hole, like. Oh like, man. <laughs> what did you take away from this day? Huh? What did you take away as far as? Oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I, I didn't. What did I take away from him? You said. No, like in general, what's the lesson? Of, like, what what did the you learn? It's just like, damn, bro. Like, why you gotta be so harsh? Yeah, somebody yeah. Somebody that, that you know, he just wanted his skateboard, bro. We did him wrong. He didn't do us wrong. Yeah, and right. And we did him wrong twice. <laughs> like, that's fucked up. You know what yeah, I mean? it is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, so I, I don't like that shit. Nah, I'm but about, I'm about to, I'm about being fair with people and respecting people. Probably when I was younger, I, after all that, I started acting that way and started doing super shit. But nowadays, I'm on some other shit. Because of the things I've been through, that that attitude has taken me to prison. Has has made me fucking uh, fight for my life. For I, I got offered fifteen years, fourteen years in prison one time. Like, bro, like who wants to do fifteen years? Because that attitude took me there. You know what I mean? So I, my lessons I've learned late because I'm hard headed, but. I want to reach out to these kids and let them know that's not the way to be, bro. Because this is what's gonna happen. You wanna, you wanna look at an example? Look at me, and listen to my story and hear that shit ain't all good. It looks all good from the outside, but on the inside, this one, this was gonna happen to you if you act like this and that and the third. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good message for sure. And the best way to yeah. portray that is just through your actions and and then you yeah, exactly. match your words with your actions and just continue. Hello. That's awesome, man. That's a good lesson to learn, then. That's right, brother. Yeah. It's crazy, like, when you see a certain level of life, like, I've seen, like, some crazy shit, and, like, shit, you're just like, this sucks, this is horrible, you know? And you're like, it'll fucking definitely make you strive to go the opposite direction, you know? Yeah, man. Especially when you partake in it, like. Yeah, <laughs> partaking in street shit. Yeah. Fucking selling drug shit, doing drugs. Look at that, I shot my whole life out, hey? Gnarly. Fucking, I shot in the face. I did prison time. Did you know, like, repeatedly? One time, I was, one time I did thirty-two months, right? Oh no, I did four years straight. Holy then shit! Then I came out. I came out. Twenty-eight days later, I ended up doing thirty-two more months. Ugh. Ugh. Stupidity and stupidity. How does that break that one down? If you don't mind. That's just retarded, bro. Just. What did you do? I was doing robberies. <laughs> For that specific case, did you just, how'd you go back in, you know? You know, that specific case, uh, I ended up having, oh, I ended up doing seven, well, I got accused of doing seven robberies, and, uh, and it was like 995, that means lack of evidence, so four of them got thrown out three times they refiled on me thought of, like refile the case you know what that is no when when okay when you get 995 that means case dismissed lack of evidence on 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 seven charges all right they couldn't stick all seven on me so they only could stick four on me but oh no they could only stick three on me but the four got thrown out of court and the court has I think 24 hours to refile on you. That means to tell the judge, oh, we want, we, we got more, we got more evidence, or we can get more evidence. And then they bring the, they bring, they charge you again. So you won't go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. So they did that three times, because they could only do it three times. 
And they did that because they felt like they had a lot of evidence on me. And so I stood in jail the whole time. I stood in the county jail two and a half years fighting the case. Wow. And usually you fight a case for like two months, three months, you know? Unless it's a heavy case, like a murder, you know, shit like that. Then you stay for, there's people in the county for five years. Then you go up to state, you know what I mean? But I, I stood there for two and a half years. Went up state for like a little while, 32 months. Crazy. What do you do when you're in there? How do you stay? Uh, what's your routine? My routine was like, uh, it's a mandatory workout. So I was working out. Nice. Eating on time, you know, just, just chilling, bro. Reading. Reading a lot. Uh, fighting a lot. Uh, just a lot of stupid shit, but a lot of positive shit, too, like for myself. I would go in and out of these, these phases, like. No, because there's times where you have to, like, if you're involved, you know, I was involved with gangsters, so I'm like, I have to, I have to help too, you know what I mean? I can't just sit back and watch them fight. Yeah. You can get killed like that, you know what I'm saying? So I have to do shit. All right, well, here's a good spot to go backwards. I want to go back to skating now. So you get aboard, you're skating. What got you sparked on, like, pursuing skateboarding? Actually, that was the first thing that I could, that was the first, skateboarding was the first thing, it was my first love, you know, my mother was, and then that didn't work out, like, you know, like, she died, so I was like, that was the second thing I could grab onto, that I felt free, and I felt love, and I, I loved it, like, I didn't feel love from the skateboard, but, you know what I mean, like, I, I felt like I loved that. So yeah, that just gave me freedom of rolling down the street and not, people not telling me, oh, turn this way, go this way. No coaches, just skateboarding, you know. Yeah. So just I just loved it. That's so I right. Just kept on with it. That's that's why all my pain and my suffering, I just threw it back at the skateboard, you know, like. And I, and I was blessed with able to be able to skate, and you know. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do when you focus on just a piece of wooden wheels, right? Yeah. It's funny, you know, yeah, it's it's funny how God has a sense of humor, too. Like, how he takes things from you but gives you things, too. Like, you know, I believe in higher powers and stuff like that. So, you yeah. know, karma, good vibes, all that shit. I believe in everything being positive. But that's one of the positive things that he gave me back, you know, like. Yeah, that's amazing. Definitely. And it's a good perspective. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I think we are godly, so we can define purpose. We can give purpose yeah. by living towards it, too, you know? Like, if yeah. you live for something in positive impact with it, you can be godly, you know? Yeah. We are godly, if, if, especially when we when we thinking good and positive and doing positive. And that, then we become, like, a godly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we have it in us with yeah. spirit. Yeah, it's just a, it's like a reflection of realizing that li life is, uh, you give a shit about life and you want to do something good with it, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah, you don't want to fucking yeah. do drugs and be like, fuck you, you know what I mean, to, to the people upstairs that are like, giving you life. You know how many sperm cells try to get in and you're the only one who get in, you win, you win the race. Million to one, bro, coming out. Yeah, yeah. 
first when you start out in first place though, right? <laughs> first place, hey, uh, first, I just seen a post that had that shit. <laughs> and they had a drawing of sperm cells and they're looking at each other like racing and shit. I'll be a dog graphic, yo. So, so was there a point when you realized like you could do something with skateboarding? Like, did you have s- someone offer to give you boards or support you in some way? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had, uh, you know, some, some local places, uh, Raza, Skateworks. Skateworks actually is Herbie, this guy named Herbie, right? Yeah. He is the one that invented and sold the patent to World Industries back when World started the Allen key. What? So, so for your bolts? Yeah. Yeah, because it was, yeah, so he had that first and he sold it to World. What? That's it. But yeah, I created for him Skateworks, Geek Attack, Shut Skateboard, Alva, World Industries, Menace, 6040, ATM, Click, Lucky. Damn. Uh, some other ones too, man. I just can't remember, but yeah. But the skateboard industry shows me a lot of love, man. You know, you got a lot of respect and love for me. And I appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that was my family. You know, skateboarding was my family. Like, I considered them, when I ran away from, from my, when I lived with my, my, my grandmother, they, I was giving her so much trouble because I was out late skateboarding. I was only seven, eight years old, being out to like 10 at night, nine at night, whatever. Just, and Brooklyn is a very bad place. And so, like, my uncle lived upstairs. He was a police officer. He tried to bring me back to court because my grandmother was through. She was tired of me. She was like, bring this motherfucker back to uh, to foster care or whatever. So she took me to family court. And while we were waiting to see the judge, I'm like, well, I got to use the bathroom. He's like, all right, go. It's right there, you know. And I, I looked, and he wasn't looking. I ran out the courtroom, bro, seven, eight, eight years old. Whoa. And I took my ass to, like, the local skaters that lived around my neighborhood, you know, Louis Torres and some other people. And uh, they just took care of me, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. I was a little kid, yeah. Yeah, that's Their parents crazy. took care of me. What? I was in a similar situation. My friend's family let me live with them so I could graduate through high school fucking sick just to have like just to have people like that be so cool to you you know like it's fucked up no yeah bro i'm I'm saying like all your suffering and stuff like that people upstairs make sure they they give you a a a window like you know what i mean some windows we may not like but they're the best thing for us and some windows we just fuck up you know what i mean but it's 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 always us it's never like i don't know it's always me at least yeah, nah, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there where I've kept myself depressed and like tripped over my own foot again and again just because you know you just fr- your emotions more than anything can take over, you know. Oh, uh, bro, staying in your thoughts and shit, like yeah, fucking, like a revolving door, like sitting there like, thinking of the same bullshit. It could feel like hell. You gotta let that shit go. Get past it. Keep it moving, bro. We alive, and tomorrow's another day. So that means we can wake up. Get up and, and start over, bro. However, however old you are, however we we got chances, man. We got chances. There's people that don't got no chance, bro. They just die, or they get crippled, or they get blind, or they. I mean, we have more of a chance than they do. So, yeah. Respect the blessings, bro, and just you know. Yeah. Respect it. For sure, for sure. Some of the shit, a lot of the shit, self-inflicted. Like we keep ourselves, we do it to ourselves sometimes, you know. Man, me over and over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> how did you, so like, 
So what's the what was the drug of choice? Did you have a certain thing that got you? My drug, I like the I like the cocaine. I like the crystal meth. I like fucking weed. I like the mushrooms. I like the acid. I like the ecstasy. You know what I'm saying? I liked it, all that shit. <clears throat> I wouldn't do it every day, but I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Was that so? It still, it still played a part where it fucked up something that I was trying to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm not fucking saying, oh yeah, I like it. I didn't do it every day, but still, I was a good guy. No, that shit fucked my shit up. You know, it fucked up relationships. It fucked up my own things I had going. It just, it, it's not good, bro. It just like made me feel like shit. I got shot because I had drugs on me. My fucking shot robbed me for an ounce. Right. I wasn't giving, I wasn't giving it up. I was high. I got shot in the mouth. I fucking, you know what I did, bro? I, I, the kid, the kid lifted up a gun again to shoot me, but my homegirls across the street, these blood girls, they're like, yo, Steven. Rico, Rico, they call me Rico on the streets, they're like, yo, Rico, and, and so, they looked, the guy looked, and he ran, and he ran and jumped in a car and broke out, but, I went to a van, a little van across the street, you know the vans, they got those, those big side windows, right, that you could, I mean, those side mirrors? Yeah. And so I looked in the mirror, I was like, what the fuck, it shows you bleeding and shit. That shit felt like somebody hit me with a sledgehammer in the face just straight up. What? Like, like so hard it, hit, it felt. But I was already high, coked up, you know? So what I did, I had an ounce of coke on me. I fucking put it in my hand, put a whole bunch of handful in my mouth. Oh, gnarly. Numb, that shit numbed it up. I didn't feel shit. I <laughs> took water from the store, rinsed my mouth, put more coke. I was high as a motherfucker. Holy shit. Yeah, I was NASA. <laughs> Spaceship. Yeah, NASA it out. Yeah, I was fucking sky high. What's that dude, Marvin the Martian? was that motherfucker? Yeah, that's way out there. It might be too far. Might be too far out there. Man, I was too far out there. I went too far. Went too far. Crazy. Did skateboard? Yeah, kids, stay off for drugs, bro. Stay away from that shit. That shit don't do shit. But cause death and you'll end up in, in institutions, death or fucking programs and, and just or hurt, health be fucked up. Bro, stay away from that shit, man. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Did skateboarding so like did you skate a lot or were you fucked up a lot? Did you the uh, mix- no, I was I would see what we would do is like you know we had to go skate, you know me and Keen and all we had to go skate. So what we do we go skate for the day and then uh, and then hit a bar, hit a fucking club every day, bro. Like what the fuck? Every day, yeah. every day we were doing this shit. You like making a pattern, man. It was like a, a ritual, bro. It was like the bars and the clubs it was our church every day. Yeah, yeah. That shit was crazy. Yeah, I work. I work. Peace, Keenan. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I work on the balancing that my consumption with drugs because I like to smoke weed and. I know oh. coffee, even though coffee's not like a gnarly drug, but it's like a mood enhancer or whatever, like, sometimes I take breaks from that. Sugar's, sugar's a gnarly one too, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. and it's legal. So yeah. it's like, it, make, it makes the thing is nothing, but it's there for a reason. <laughs> you know, like beers and liquor, it's like, it's legal, but it'll fuck you up, it'll kill you. Yeah. But some, it's like, I look at it like this, it's not good, but, and I don't, I don't want... I like say for no kid to do it to start off because you never know if you have addictive personality or not. Yeah. But it's not like if you can handle it and if you know how to act and if you're responsible with it, not drugs. 
I'm talking about liquor, weed. Go ahead. I mean, it's not nothing. You know what I'm saying? To me, weed ain't nothing. I mean, some people, it affects different. But if you could be responsible with it, I guess, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's as bad as doing crystal meth. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, well, the truth, the truth is in if you could, like, handle it, I imagine. Like, because some people can't handle anything, you know? And some people can yeah, handle yeah, a whole yeah, bunch, yeah, you know? So You got to stay away from that shit. You can't handle nothing. Yeah, people got to learn how to manage their drugs because even being sober, yeah. even being too sober is like almost like a drug because how do you relate with other people, you know? Like it's... Man. So... Yeah. <laughs> how do you relate, right? I got to be funny. I got to get on your level. I'm about to be retarded too. Well, so you got to balance it out. <laughs> some people, but look at some people smoke weed, right? Yeah. Man, I know when I was smoking weed... All I do is get the munchies. That's how I got the nickname Snacks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll be, I be in the store. I'll be in the store. I'll be laughing. I'll be making people laugh. I mean, it was good for me for a while. It worked for me. And then yeah. it just didn't after a while. After a while, I did, I did two years in prison first. Yeah. I came out. I came out smoking again. Then I went. I did another year. And then and I went to, oh, when I did the four years straight. I was smoking then, and I was like, I feel weird and shit. And you can't feel weird in prison. You can't, like, look like you fucking nervous, so you look like, you know what I mean? You yeah. You gotta be motherfucking on point. <laughs> so I was like, fuck this shit. I'm just smoking this shit. I gotta be on point. There's a bunch of gang wars going on. Like, yeah. Crazy racist shit. I gotta... Be razor sharp, yeah. for sure. You can't... Man, you gotta be razor sharp. Yeah, definitely. There's people nodding out in jail, like... I didn't really get into smoking weed too heavy until I was older because I was the same way growing up. I was always used to being sharp because like I didn't know what was going to happen with my mom or like shit was just moving around. I, li I had the same thing. So like I was scared of drugs, super scared of drugs. Yeah. Just because I didn't. My mom. Calm me down. Yeah, for me right. now, for me now, I I smoke weed, but it's like I'll take days off and shit. Even with caffeine, I'll take days off just so I can know the opposite and have like a full uh, sober yeah. day. And then like, yeah, I even try with yeah. sugar too. Yeah, I I just know that weed makes you lazy, bro. And you know what else it does that people don't really say? That shit burns your brain cells, bro. I don't give a fuck what you say. <laughs> My brain cells are fried because I don't really fucking remember. Like you was like. You were like, uh, uh, yo, the phone call's not going through. What's your number? And I had to look up. I had to look it up. And I had this phone number for like three months already. I had to look it up. What the fuck is my number? I don't even know. So my fucking, all I knew was 323. Nice. 323 three, three, fried. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it just brain, it just fucks. I know, it did to me a little. I just can't remember certain things, but... I mean, and then some some people I see they get lazy and shit. They don't want to do shit. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like certain drugs affect different people different ways, and it's like, you know, I can eat a bunch of sugar, but I like run at a hundred and miles per hour, you know, like so, and I'm always moving and shit. But like someone who doesn't, if they consume sugar, they might get like diabetes or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like you got to balance out the consumption of the drugs, or like. Try to not have probably just if the, if you ha can't balance it, don't balance them. Would be the smart move, right? Do you ever do like yeah. AA and stuff? Hell yeah, I go to, I go to those things. I don't go all the time, but I go. Yeah, I go. You know, I go. I go. I like to, I like the groups. I go over there. You know, yeah. I even go talk to kids. I go 
I've been going to talk to kids in, in San Diego. What? The uh, Salvation Army. You know, there's kids that, uh, and I've been talking to juveniles in, in this other panel. It's called Second Chance right. San Diego. Sick. And so th- this is like kids. This is before the court orders them to go there with their parents. This is like when they're like uh, 14, 13, and they're like, what they, they're not doing big things, but they're doing curfew. They're not, they're not making the curfew or they're smoking weed or doing dumb shit, but this is before they get to that next point, you know, that next level in life where yeah. they're acting very, very crazy. Yeah. So I go talk to them with some lifers and, uh, yeah, and tell them my story, you know, and, and they come with their parents, so a lot of them disrespect their parents and be like, you know, fuck you, mom, fuck you, but I let them know, like, you you, you spend Christmas with your family, you have a mother that buys you shit, I... Bro, I, I never even spent one Christmas with my mother or father. Like, I don't even know how that shit feels, bro. Yeah. So, I could only imagine it in my head. And you have this, and you and they're here with you. So, obviously, they love you, but you're the one that's fucking up and doing dumb shit. You want to stop this shit before it gets way too out of hand, and you end up in prison, you end up shot, you want to fucking have teeth like mine, you want you to be a lifer like, like my man right here like next to me. Yeah. You know, my man, they're... 30 years and came out of prison for hey. killing people and doing crazy shit. Like, you want to be like that? You want to be in gangs? You want to be all that shit? The gangs don't love you. They don't love you. We yeah. just join them and we get we go to them because we, we were raised with no family. So we like, either we want attention or we want to be, have a family that, but that a family don't give a fuck about you. When you go to prison, do they send you any money? Do they, nah, hell no. It's hard to help, it's hard to help people when you're drowning. Like you gotta help yourself first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. it like. A gang to me seems like a bunch of people that are struggling. You know, that's why they're ganging yeah, up, yeah. and it's like crabs yeah. in a barrel type thing. It's like let's yeah. help it's each other. Stupid. Yeah. Um, it's just rough. wanting to be down type shit. Stupid fucking bullshit. Yeah. I mean that shit. That shit. If you're gonna fight, go fight your own battle. Don't shoot nobody. What the fuck you wanna kill that guy for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull out for your store. Fucking, what do you do? Look at your girl. <laughs> your girl's the one that's wearing a fucking thong, walking around. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's my girl, man. I just like, but you know what I mean. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, I just... Why you want to fight me? Why you want to shoot me? Because your girl's looking at me? What the fuck? You better talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) Kill me. (laughs) That's so sick, man. Tell me, tell me, like, an average day for you nowadays. Like, what's your routine? Average day is I get up. uh, Sometimes I do a little workout. I come here. Fucking swim. That's nice. Come right there, swim. Fucking chill. Uh, You know what I mean? Uh... I work too. I do skateboard shit. I do other. I do all kinds of shit. That's all. But I can't. I'm not talking about what I'm what I'm doing because it's gonna about to come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's rad though. That's sick. That yeah. that pool looks fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a stand father. <laughs> that's sick, man. Yeah. Yeah, somebody else's pool is not mine. <laughs> but it's my, it's my boys though. But I come here and chill. That's right. Uh, yeah, I- you know just. Hey, we're, real quick, I want to pull up something. Kevin, you wrote some stuff down, so let's pull yeah. it up. Yo, can you explain that Monica Lewinsky picture and then how much you got for selling it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait, this is the that, lady that that gave the president a blowjob, right? That's yeah, what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We blowed him for some snacks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, uh, yeah, Monica Lewinsky and Cameron Mannerheim is in there. She was in, in something that is filmed in Boston called The Practice. Oh, yeah. Uh, remember. But she was in that. Cameron Mannerheim, that's the girl next to Monica Lewinsky in the picture. And so I'm at a club. It's called, what the fuck? Don Hills. Don Hills or some shit like that. It's a popping place right next to Supreme. So all of us used to go there and shit, you know. Uh, it was a hot spot in New York. A lot of famous people, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, it's just a good spot. Anyway, I was there chilling, me, Peter, BC, some other people I can't even recall. But uh, I, I had seen, I had, I had, I was sitting there and and they were sitting there. They were like in the booth or whatever. And Cameron Mannheim said something. I don't know, like I can't sit there. And, and, and uh, Monica was like, no, nah, he's all right, he's all right. And so she let me sit there, whatever. And I ended up seeing somebody that I had, that I had beef with, you know what I'm saying? So as soon as, as soon as like, you know, we seen each other, we just started fighting because it was that kind of shit. Yeah. And, uh, so we started fighting and they blamed that shit on me sitting at the fucking thing. So they call it Monica Brolinski. Like, you know, <laughs> in the post, the New York Post and shit, police looking for me and all kind of crazy shit. So I went to, what I did was, uh, I knew, I knew, um, people that knew Russell Simmons, you know? So I went to Russell Simmons' office. He had a magazine back then. I think it was called One World or some shit back then. Yeah. So I tried to sell the photo to him. But Peter B.C. took the photo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I tried to go sell the photo to him, you know, because it was big in the news. It was all, it was all fucking for days and shit. <laughs> probably. And so what I did, this is right after she blew him, you know what I mean? So <laughs> she was still hot. <laughs> yeah, she was still hot. But anyway, fucking... Um, so I ended up going to Cali. I was going to Cali for something. And, uh, yeah, I went to Keenan's and fucking, I, I ended up, fuck that, I'm going to Star Magazine. So I went to Star Magazine. Yeah. And then, um, you know, those, those little fucking supermarket magazines. Yeah. And I went to, ended up some people getting in contact with me and it was from National Enquirer. What? So that's like, you know, the bogus magazine, you know, they talk a lot of bullshit. And, they have great so stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went there and, uh, and they were like, oh, what she was doing? She was trying to get at you. I was like, and I was stupid. I was like, yeah, yeah, she was trying to rap for me and that's bullshit. <laughs> and so they put Pro Skater again. So I had a two-page spread, bro. And I got paid $3,000. <laughs> what? Heavy. That's a heavy $2, two-page. I don't know what it was. It was a couple thousand. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty so legendary. Can... Yeah. <laughs> Monica Brolinski. <laughs> yeah, Monica Brolinski. <laughs> then you were close. You were close to the president somehow. There's a weird connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I spotted the stain on her fucking shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh all right, all right. You got another one, KK? Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's the story behind stealing the blue van when you were 15? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Kevin Hartel was the team manager for Blue and, and uh, we was, we, I was staying at Dune's house, you know, um, in Hollywood. Hell yeah. And so we fucking, uh, we woke up one day. I think we was like, we drank the night before, so, but we woke up and we were smoking weed and, and Billy was like, yo, let's go to fucking, uh, uh, let's get Kevin up and go to, uh, Powell. And so I was like, fuck it, yeah. So we tried to wake him up. Nigga didn't wake up. So I was like, yo, I'm going to take the car, bro. And then he didn't. He was so fucked up. So I just ended up taking the van. I was only like 15 or some shit. No license, no nothing. So we were driving the whole way, smoking weed, me, Billy, that's some, I think Joey Sorrell, some other people. And we went to Powell and we skated all day. We fucking smoked in the back of Powell, like outside. <laughs> nice. I don't know if you ever been to Powell Skate Park. 
Yeah. But we went all the way over there. It was like two hours from LA with no license, high as fuck. Gnarly. Just like smoke was coming out the fucking van, you know, all kind of crazy shit. It was like a little Astro van, like a mini. Yeah, you were sending it. Yeah. You sent it out there. Yeah, so <laughs> fucking. And then we got back, and then he was, he was mad as hell, but. <laughs> They ain't do shit. They gonna fuck me up. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah, you just had the but, balls, though, huh? You just were like, "Fuck it, we gotta take this." Yeah, I have my license. Mad, you know what I'm saying? They were mad, but I do. I think Dune understood, though. He was just like, I mean, he was mad, uh, obviously, because you know it's it's all in their name and shit. But he was uh, he was cool. You know, I don't, I don't remember like him doing like saying anything bad. Just like, damn, Steve, you can't do that, bro. You ain't got no license. You know, just telling me facts, like trying to keep me safe. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Big yeah. brother shit. Yeah. 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 Shout happened. out Boone, Kareem. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. So sick, dude. Alright, we got another one? Um, this one's more just like skate and stuff. Oh, okay. But, oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about ATM Click. How, how'd you end up linking up with them? Oh, uh, I was, I was, uh, what was that? I was on World, then World, and something happened. Well, I don't know. Rodney always told me I was a bad influence on everybody because I was stealing shit, throwing shit down the lake. This is before the movie Kids came out. Yeah. I used to rob shit down the lake and, you know, like Justin did, and, the, and that's where they got it from. They got it from me. Fucking so you were, so you were a bad influence. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But anyway, anyway, like, because I used to steal spray cans like that, so I would unzipper my zipper and grab two items, two spray cans, and throw one down my leg while my back was towards the register. And then when I turn around, I have that one in my hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, where's the other? Like, they, they didn't even know. They always thought I got one. You had a anyway. solid side pipe going the whole time, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy shit. Anyway, and you know, back then, the pants were big, like a motherfucker. Right now, they'll be like, what the fuck is that? You got another leg right there? Tight-ass <laughs> pants, motherfucker's wearing I don't wear them shits. No, I but, still have baggy uh, pants. Yeah, yeah, me too. Not as baggy as 92 and shit, but I got it baggy. No, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was so baggy back then. I would have to, like, put my fucking, you know, the, the bottom of the cuff, whatever, inside a sock. So it wouldn't fall out and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. 40 ounces don't fall out, but spray cans do fall out. Like shredded bell bottoms. Yeah, you know, like fucking those crazy world pants, fucked <laughs> back in the days. Yeah, she was wild. Was anyway, uh, yeah. So, what was the question again? ATM click. A ATM click. Brain fart. Anyway, uh, ATM. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So, damn, I forgot where the fuck I was. Let's see. ATM clicks. So, oh yeah. So I was with world, and then uh, Mark. Kevin Hartel again. Uh, Mark was good friends with him, and I knew him too. And, and you know Joey and Billy and all these guys knew Don's, you know as well, whatever. But Don's was looking for a new thing, like a new team, new people. So and then Kevin was like, "Yo, bro, I got these guys, you know, and uh, you know, escape for extra large." That was uh, Mike D from from Beastie Boys. We used to escape for for uh, you know extra large. Yeah, that's so. Cool. Yeah, and so shout out, uh, God, this guy, he passed away too, Adam, MCA, that was my boy, he used to skate, he used to rock my boards and shit, we used to go skating together, anyway, he passed, uh, God bless him, but, uh, Kevin has spoke to Mark, and then Mark hit me up, 
He was like, yo, let's go skate. So I was like, hell yeah, let's go skate, you know? I was still on World Mark. was like, yo, I'm starting this thing, you know? You want to skate for us? I was like, I was like, damn. Hey, yeah, fuck it. Let me go. That's Mark Gonzalez, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, let me go with Mark. And then I ended up going to skate for Mark. And uh, I, not too long ago after that, I went to prison for two years. But during those two years, it went from ATM to 60, 40 and all that shit. I only, I only was out for one board for one of my pro models, my first one. And then I had several ones after with both companies, but he kept me on even though I was in prison. What? He still paid me. He still paid me for my board sales. Not, not, he didn't get a guarantee. You know how you get a guarantee and then you get board sales? Yeah. He only paid me for my board sales the whole two years. Wow. So when I came out, I came out to a fat check. Nice. And I just, uh, and then everybody had left and they went to Menace. And so I was just like, damn, all my friends over there. So I left Gons and I went to Menace. Yeah. So, damn, that's, well, was that good though? Did you have fun? Menace, what was Menace about? Nah, yeah, Menace is dope. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up, so I got, uh, this is the Menace story, so I got out of prison and fucking, uh, and, uh, Maurice, Maurice Key, he was on World and they were doing, they were doing a World Tour, like just a little East Coast one. And so he was, he was flying out to, uh, Orlando and he was like, damn, I'm going to Orlando, bro. I'll see you, you know, when I get back. I was like, what? You going to Orlando? He, I said, I'm going too. And he goes, he goes, he goes, I don't know, like, you know, so I ended up paying for my own ticket. I paid for my own ticket. I was like, I'm going to Orlando, nigga. I'm going to see Fabian and all these dudes. I got out of prison. I'm not supposed to leave the state. <laughs> you know, you're on parole. You're not supposed to leave 50, 50, whatever miles. You can't even, you're not supposed to leave New York State, period. And so I left. <laughs> and uh I seen my parole officer before I left and he was like he was like, I'm I'm uh I'm going on vacation, I'll see you in two weeks, Carlos. I was like, oh, all right, cool. So I said, I'll see you in two weeks and I that was perfect. So I was like I went back to the hotel because it was you know, the world had paid for their hotel and they got their plane tickets and I was like, I went and bought my own plane ticket and I flew up with Maurice. We landed in fucking Orlando and Rodney and them. Rodney was like, Oh, what are you doing here, Steven? I was like, I'm coming to see my people. Like, so I ended up just piggybacking and he was like, you know, you could tell that he was just like, man, this nigga like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he didn't know the story. And so I did the tour with him and I was like, in the end of skating good. And, and Rodney was like, damn, Steven, you still skate. Boom, boom. And they, they, they put me on menace right there. And so, after that, I went, I went, I left, I left early from that tour. I went to, I went through North Carolina. I left Riley Airport and, uh, I fucking got back to parole and my parole officer was like, Oh yeah, how you doing? You doing good? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm like, how was your vacation? Where did you go? What was it like? He was like, Oh yeah, I was in Florida and I was in, I was in uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. I was like, Motherfucker, will you see me or something? Cause I just came from there. <laughs> so it was just crazy. It was just like so weird. You didn't but, get in trouble? It wasn't like... No. Nah. No, no. They didn't know. Nobody knew. Nice. Only, only, only Fabian and Joey and all of them knew. They're like, this nigga's crazy, bro. You, you're skipping town already? Like, <laughs> Imagine yeah. if you you vacationed the same state and you guys went to the same place and just bumped into your yeah, dude. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, I, I got arrested out here before, like... Uh, because I, I left the fucking state, I wasn't supposed to. And and what was it? Well, 
in La Jolla. I think in La Jolla. La Jolla police or something like that. Yeah, La Jolla, I think. Uh, yeah, they fucking arrested me and I stood in LA County for a month and then they they took me in the air on the airplane, bro, like handcuffed. Back of the airplane. Jesus, like over state lines? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I extradited back to New York and then they gave me a year for for leaving the state. No. You're not supposed to do that. Do you just feel like, do you, do you, after a while, did it just feel like it's like, so everything just kept shitting on you? <laughs> You're like, I'm just... Nah, just like, no, nah, it was me. It was my fault. I'm like, fuck all this shit. Like, because I, I grew up with no, uh, nobody trying, nobody telling me what to do. Nobody, like, people tried, but when my mother died, I was like, fuck all you motherfuckers. You ain't my fucking family. You can't tell me. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? My attitude was raw. Like, yeah. what are you going to tell me? Like, yeah. yeah. And that don't pay off. No, because no. <laughs> it feels like you know, like one after another, like fuck it, you know, like sometimes like yeah. people start doing some shit, they can't manage it, and then like they lose their license, and then after that you see them, and then some another big thing happens, and it just becomes like a pattern after a while of just like stumbling. It feels. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I was just against authority and against rebel. I was just like a rebel. What's the what's the turn though? What turned you from that mind the that way of thinking and like that? But My, that mind frame is like you're not going nowhere, and then uh, uh, it's just like it's not the way to be, bro. How would you re- how did you reverse engineer it? I grew up, huh? How did you reverse engineer it? How did you fix it? How did I fix what myself? Yeah, just like the issues and like I don't know, like how did you? The issues, the issues by fixing them is I had to do time to fix them. Oh, the getting sobriety yeah. in jail. Well, no, 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 no. Well, nah, they don't, I, I never really had drug charges, but uh, yeah, just when I got out, I was just you know, I've been to drug programs, I've been to shit like that, you know. Yeah. Sober living places, people that I know help me out, like like uh, you know that that are drug counselors, that are life coaches, Greg Carroll, you know. Yeah. People like that. Oh, uh, that's so know. sick. Greg's been on my show. That's sick. Yeah. No, he's a fucking dude, bro. Yeah. He's the man, bro. Yeah, that was he, amazing. We did some shit. We did some, some spiritual shit, and it's just like, it changed my way of thinking, bro. Wow, that's it, sick. Like, it like really, 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 I just let go of a lot of things. You know, it's a lot of pain I went through, you know, as a kid, and just, I hurt myself, obviously, too. I put myself through situations and stuff like that. But I, uh, in the thing that we did, I learned to let go, cried a lot, let it go. And, and, and you have to let go of these things. You can't just keep thinking on them. You, you have to forgive yourself, man. You got to forgive yourself. And like I said before, tomorrow's another day. Get up, get your ass up, pick yourself up, think positive, read some positive literature, do some affirmation. Do something, bro. Go yeah. to church, pray. Do whatever it takes, man. And that, you know, I do whatever it takes. I just, I go to church sometimes. You know, I still curse. I still, I still, but I try not to. I try to be like, just different. Just better each day that goes by. I try to just be better, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's it. It's working out for me. And that's it, man. That's good, man. That's fucking seems like you found some balance and like control and harness of your yeah, powers. Man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I believe we have the power to do good or bad. It's just like where you aim your energy and focus and attention, you know? Like you can damage it, you can add damage, or you can heal. You can like just in how you approach life, you know? Or like your aim at yourself, you know? Like yeah. sometimes you gotta yeah, let yourself yeah. heal and shit, you know? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's crazy. But it's, you just gotta move forward, bro. 
move forward, try. Yeah. Try and do. Oh, all right. So it seems like the original spark of, like was World Industries, man, because all your stories reference back to World. So how? Give me the introduction to, to how you became involved with World. Are you saying that because you work for World Industries? <laughs> well, it was a perfect tie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, world is dope, bro. Yeah. Uh, Steve Rocco, good people, man. He always treated me good, bro. Uh, Sal Rocco. I actually was in jail one time, and I'm in one of these pods in L.A. County. Yeah. And I'm in one pod, and right next door, like, it's like glass, like like plexiglass or whatever. I don't know. It's just some shit that you can't break, really. Yeah. And so, like, I looked. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's... And they open the door, and then Sal's like, Steven, what's up? And Sal Rocco and shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sal, but yeah, Sal was wild. Sal, Sal used to get us call girls while we was at, while we was in World. Like, at the offices, <laughs> the offices closed. And he'll be like, let me get three call girls. And call girls, and we'd be like little kids, like, trying to fucking put it in the wrong hole. Like, <laughs> you know, just doing weird shit, but, you know. And it's, uh, just crazy shit, but... World, I got a lot of respect for them. I love them. Always good people. Uh, always gave me so much. You know what I mean? Even when I didn't deserve it. Even when I was bad. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even when I fuck up, they're still on my back. So much respect for World Industries, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, that that's. I need it. that guest board too. Even though I never had a board, I never had a board with World. Yeah. But menace, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. Anyway, we did, who runs that now? Who, who's the owner of that now? It's not. It's GBS America. Oh, it's not Rocco anymore. No, but they hired me, which is cool because I was like, yeah. it's world, it was like such a legacy with the artists and the skateboarding and even the characters yeah, like yeah. Flame Boy and What Willie and Devil Yeah, Man, even like, though that came out after, I I think it came out after. Did it? What really was What Willie around? Yeah, I liked it. Oh, so, yeah, when I think I, the devil. The devil was definitely there though. Yeah, when the I felt when there. I. But it was the pitchfork, the pitchfork was there. Yeah. And the bear, the bear, the bear was dope. The Rocco with the bear. Yeah, so sick. Yeah, when I when I found World, it was like that art art. I really liked all the art. That's what first turned me on to World. And then I started learning all about the skate history and like seeing it. And then like Kareem and like, because I was like, was I'm 30. How old are you? Huh? How old are you? Ask a man his age, that's about 41. No, I'm 35. <laughs> my birthday. I know, no, I'm just fucking around. You know, they're all saying, oh, why are you asking me my age? I was just playing. Anyway, yeah, my birthday is on August 29th. It's nice. coming up in seven days. No. Nice. Well, I'm 41. I'm about to be 42, you know what I'm saying? Jackie Robinson. Hell yeah, that's sick. When I was when I was 33, I always said Larry Bird. Ooh, Larry Bird. <laughs> that nigga's hard, bro. Larry Bird. Yeah, sick, man. Well, you hey. Who else? Paul Pierce. That was my nigga right there. Dude, the Paul truth. Pierce. The truth. Paul Pierce, so good. And, and, the, and the little dude, Rondo. Rondo's a beast. Oh. Ray, Ray Ray, too. Ray Allen. Don't forget KJ. Oh, Ray Allen. When they had that team? KG, I mean, they, so. They yeah. used to play the Lakers, remember? Yeah, the big three. The yeah, yeah. yeah I, used to be, I used to be in prison over here at that time. And I was like, I would go for the, you know, I'm East Coast. I'm going to go for fucking Boston. Fuck it. Hell yeah. And they'd be like, why are you going for Boston? Boston raped the Yankees. Like, you know, remember the Yankees had them three games to nothing, and then they won all four? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm going for East Side, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> people, people around here love it. Like, I'm outside Boston, so everyone loves it, man. Yeah. I remember that. I, I get sucked in because it's, like, fucking so intense oh, yeah. with the sports. That's the only time I watch shit like that, like, when it's, you know what I mean? 
The big three was nasty though, dude. KG is like my favorite. KG is so good, dude. Oh yeah, KG Yeah, he's the beast, dude. Yeah, man. Well, fuck yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. No doubt, no problem. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you. Hell yeah. Yeah. And your boy too. What's your name? Kevin. Kevin Clem. Kevin. Yeah, KG, nigga. Dude, that's sick meeting you, man. The one KG. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Are, so, are you on a... Is there anything you want to promote, like, or share with anyone? Nah, like, nah, nah. Cool, cool. I just want to say oh, thank you to Adidas. Thank you, like, you know, Supreme. Thank you. Uh, thanks to all the people that look out for me, bro. That still hit me off. A lot of people show me love always, like, you know. There's a yeah. lot of people out there that show love, and I appreciate that. Hell yeah. And uh, I'm just, you know... I'm just gonna send my message and do my message for the kids and, and go keep on talking at these places and hopefully come up with this company and, and uh, I will come up with a company and, and then uh, just do things for the community and shit like that for people like me and people on drugs and I'm gonna change the whole shit like I'm gonna help not change the whole shit cause I just I can't but I could give a hand in helping yeah, hell change yeah. some shit you know what I'm saying yeah, absolutely. We need we need more people that are focused on building up and like uh, reversing it and making a positive impact yeah. and doing cool shit, man. And sharing yeah. stories and talking is amazing. It's therapeutic, you know. Yes, very, very. But you know, like it all starts here first. I gotta make sure I'm alright mentally and physically, and keep myself afloat. Then I can be able to help others. I gotta practice. You know, not practice what you preach, but I got to be an example from, like you said, you have to be an example from what you're talking, you definitely got to be be an example, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Live up to what you're saying, and that's, I like to keep it 100 and be like that too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. I guess like lead by example, and that's it. Exactly. And that's that's daily for sure, because it's like, you know, we wake up and have days where it's just like things went wrong and our emotions and all that stuff, it's like... Yeah, yeah trying to find balance and, and figure out how to be productive while managing yeah. your emotions, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm definitely not perfect. I you know, I don't I don't I don't drink all the time. I don't do all that shit. But there's sometimes I slim and I go out I drink with people like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my focus is not doing all that because that only leads to worse things. That's what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah, man. Anyway. I, I love hey, I love it and I appreciate your humility and your ability ability to talk about it, man, because it's uh yes, it's nice and raw and like I went through similar stuff, like maybe not with all the gang stuff, but just broken family shit and it's just nice to connect, man, to to know that there's other people out there that have gone through some shit like that and are finding purpose, you know? Yes. Hell yeah. Definitely. Thanks it's, man. It's- Thank you, brother.